permanent deacon talking. 17 Sunday in ordinary time. Abba. Let the Spirit come down. Let the Spirit come down. Let the Spirit come down on me to change my life around. The Our Father today is taken from Mike Anderson's Mass of the Risen Lord. The first reading is from Genesis and it's all about the perseverance of Abraham in asking for lenience for the town of Gomorrah. In the Gospel, Jesus asks us to take this relationship to a new level and to speak to God as a child requesting food from a parent without any affectation or expectation other than receiving a guardian's loving attention. Saying the Mantra Part 1 is from John Wayne, continuing his welcome meditation. And Father Dan begins with a wonderful prayer to encourage us. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, the crucified Savior, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our triune God, Holy Mary, Mother of God, and all you saints of the Most High. Gather us together as that community of saints, as that community of the Holy Ones, that we might do God's will. Loving God, God of peace and understanding, guide us and strengthen us. Help us, like our Blessed Mother, to be able to say, Fiat, let it be done. Help our prayer to be the prayer of Christ in the garden not my will, but thine be done. Indeed, like Francis of Assisi, make us channels of your peace, missionaries of your love. And following the example of Blessed Mother Teresa of Calcutta, help us not to refuse. Like all the saints of old, those that have been such models in my own life, and those who have modeled lives for all of us. For myself, you, St. Dominic, St. Thomas, St. Catherine, St. Martin de Porres, all you holy saints, envelop us through your prayer that we too might be faithful to the call to follow 
our crucified and risen Christ. We make this prayer trusting in the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, Say this when you pray, Father, may your name be held holy, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive each one who is in debt to us and do not put us to the test. He also said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him in the middle of the night to say, My friend, lend me three loaves because a friend of mine on his travels has just arrived at my house and I have nothing to offer him. And the man answers from inside the house, Do not bother me. The door's bolted now and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up to give it to you. I tell you, if the man does not get up and give it to him for friendship's sake, persistence will be enough to make him get up and give his friend all he wants. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For the one who asks always receives, the one who searches always finds, the one who knocks will always have the door open to him. What father among you would hand his son a stone when he asks for bread? Or hand him a snake instead of a fish? Or hand him a scorpion if he asks for an egg? If you then, who are evil, know how to give your children what is good, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? fully grown brown blackbird was sitting on the roof of my shed the other day, enjoying the hot sun. Suddenly it started squawking and fluttering its wings and opening wide its bright yellow beak. Then I saw the object of this excitement. It was the mother blackbird with a piece of bread in her mouth, which it instantly gave to the young one and then flew away to look for more. The brown fledgling then went quiet, spread out both wings and lay sunbathing contentedly until it spotted its dad and the commotion started all over again. The parent birds could not refuse this youngster or knowingly give it something that would harm it, you know, like a poison berry. My grandson loves Paddington Bear on TV and after a shared episode he asked if there was any marmalade in the kitchen. 
And is there a slice of bread? He asked. Yes, he answered. Are there two slices of bread? He asked again. And after being told yes, he then made a request for a full marmalade sandwich, just like Paddington's had to be left whole, not cut into. Now, if Ben asked me for a snake or a scorpion, he probably would if he saw them. I'd say, um, let me think about that one. And then probably um, say something like, no, I, I don't think it would do you much good. and It might even harm you or hurt you. However, a marmalade sandwich, it's a modest request to ask from a grandparent. In fact, it's just like the little bird asking to be fed. And most nanas and poppers are programmed to respond with the same natural instinct to feed their young, especially if they show signs of hunger and cuteness. The relationship Jesus wants his disciples to have with God is exactly the same. He's almost saying to his disciples that God is just like any parent worth their salt and will not refuse a natural request. Having this kind of relationship with God is meant to be as natural as the birds in the garden. He advocates using the term Abba and to not be afraid of pestering such a close loved one for all our natural spiritual needs. He particularly recommends requesting one very special gift that will never be refused, the Holy Spirit. It would seem Jesus wants his prayer, we know as the Our Father, to become a personal one for each disciple. He wants everyone to adapt this prayer for a life that simply requires trusting in a natural loving relationship allowing it to develop. His words suggest requests for spiritual help to be made like a loving child desiring a close bond with his mum and dad and to make that call every day to keep the conversation going, keep the relationship alive. So if, if we put ourselves as children in the hands of our parent requests like may I find your name holy particularly when I feel lost and rejected and turn away from you may I trust in your help when I'm tempted to stray especially when the whole world seems to be telling me to follow them and not you May I be able to forgive like you, because when I'm hurt, I want to ignore those who have caused pain and can't understand why they do it. May I live in the protection of your kingdom, of your world, the place where your will is followed and we're all one loving family, caring for each other. Jesus indicates that our Abba cannot refuse such requests and following this teaching of his prayer adds more than a hint of real treasure waiting for anyone who will persevere. He suggests that constant pestering for the gift of the Holy Spirit will not be rejected.
Dear Abba Father, may I receive your Holy Spirit and be fed with your fruits of love, joy, peace and all that you know I need for this day. I know that you'll not refuse my silly requests as long aside these more serious ones when I ask again for help tomorrow. So I thank you, Lord, with all my heart. Thank you. to me in spiritual communion. Send your body and blood gushing through my veins. Send your love into my heart, my soul, my mind. Lift me up to your bosom and infuse me with your divine love. Amen. Saying the Mantra, Part 1. 
Learning to meditate is learning to say the mantra. And because it is as simple as this, we should be quite clear in our understanding of the process of saying the mantra. We must grow in our fidelity to the mantra, and in the same proportion, the mantra grows more and more deeply rooted in us. As you know, the mantra I recommend you to say is the word Maranatha, the ancient Aramaic prayer which means Come Lord, Come Lord Jesus. And I suggest that you articulate it in your mind, silently, with equal stress on each of the four syllables, Maranatha. Most of us begin saying the mantra. That is, it seems as though we are speaking it with our mind silently, somewhere in our head. But as we make progress, the mantra becomes more familiar, less of a stranger, less of an intruder in our consciousness. We find less effort is required to persevere in saying it throughout the time of our meditation. And then it seems that we are not so much speaking it in our minds as sounding it in our heart. And this is the stage that we describe as the mantra becoming rooted in our hearts. No metaphor is really very satisfactory in this matter, but it's sometimes helpful and reassuring to know that one's own experience in meditation is also the general experience of the faithful. And so, at this stage of sounding the mantra in your heart, you might describe it as similar to lightly pushing a pendulum that needs only a slight stimulus to set it swinging in a calm, steady rhythm. It's at this moment that our meditation is really beginning. We are really beginning to concentrate away from ourselves because from now on, instead of either saying or sounding the mantra, we begin to listen to it, wrapped in ever-deepening attention. When he described this stage of meditation, my teacher used to say that from this moment on, it's as though the mantra is sounding in the valley below us, while we are toiling up the side of a mountain. Meditation is, in essence, the art of concentration, precisely because the higher we toil up the mountainside, the fainter becomes the mantra sounding in the valley below us. And so, the more attentively and seriously we have to listen to it. There then comes the day when we enter that cloud of unknowing in which there is silence, absolute, and we can no longer hear the mantra. But you must always remember, we cannot attempt to force the pace of meditation in any way, or to speed up the natural process in which the mantra roots itself in our consciousness by means of our simple fidelity in saying it. We must not be self-consciously asking ourselves, how far have I got? Am I saying the mantra, or sounding it, or listening to it? If we try to force the pace, or to keep a constant self-conscious eye on our progress, we are, if there is such a word, 
non-meditating. Because we are concentrating on ourselves, putting ourselves first, thinking about ourselves. Meditation requires complete simplicity. We are led to that complete simplicity, but we begin and continue by saying the mantra.
Spirit.